Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But it's Shay and Jordan Cornette filling in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and on all your smart speakers. All you got to say is play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. How confident are you in your team's quarterback? One through ten. Ten being the most confident. The phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We pause in NFL land. We turn our attention to the NBA. In case you live under an NBA rock during this offseason, let us keep you up to speed here. Kevin Durant wads out of Brooklyn and there have now been rumors that perhaps the Celtics have entered the chat um, and they could potentially be interested in trading for and adding Kevin Durant to their roster. Well, Jason Tatum responded to those Kevin Durant trade interests and said essentially this, I love our team. Uh, He said, I played with Durant during the Olympics. Again, this was on Tuesday night prior to the premiere of the Showtime documentary Point Gods. He said, obviously, he's a great player, but that's not my decision. I love our team. I love the guys that we got. And we got two new pieces, Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari. I love our team. I just go out there and play with my teammates. I don't put that GM hat on to make decisions. To me, Jay, Jason Tatum saying all the right things. Jason Tatum saying all the right things because they're accurate. And, and I, I totally understand. Look, Kevin Durant is, is once-in-a-lifetime guy, a generational talent. And if you can bring him in, sure. I, it's just one of those things, and it's it's nearly impossible to do. If the Celtics were going to go that route, Shea, they need to be sure they're getting Kevin Durant. Because if you're not going to land Kevin Durant, who will inevitably put you right back where you were in the NBA Finals and probably get you over the hump? If you don't do that, the dissension and fractures in that locker room could be very dangerous. And so Jason Tatum is stepping up and being a leader and saying, hey, look, this is a team that can get right back. What we probably needed was another piece, most especially at the point guard position, take Marcus Smart off of it and maintain our nucleus. That's what they did. And this team is in position to get right back to the finals. They don't need Kevin Durant. But if you can get Kevin Durant and you know you definitely can, then you do it. However, when you have a guy like Jalen Brown, who I think his temperament can be kind of shaky, is going to get pretty emotional by the fact that he feels like he was a huge piece to get them there, and now you don't want him. So if you don't get Kevin Durant, he's saddled with feeling that the whole season. It could fracture a locker room that's already experienced those type of fractures before when they brought in Kyrie Irving, and it makes me nervous. Yeah, I I hate this for the Celtics. Um, I like this Celtics squad because it feels like we've kind of, they've grown up in front of our eyes in a way. Like they both were drafted together and they've gone through ups and downs together. They've had head coaching changes and front office changes together. I'm talking about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I feel like they're right there. And this year when they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, Jay, you and I were on the radio just they're right there. Like they've grown up, they've matured, and now they're ready for this next step. 
why blow it up now when you're right there and bring in Kevin Durant? And I think about like the Golden State Warriors when they had Durant and they won the chip there and like how them winning Two. it right and how them winning it this year now feels different because they did it without Durant and they did it with their core of guys and it feels like that Kevin Durant situation I don't know wasn't necessary I guess and that's kind of how it feels with this Celtics team like it almost it just isn't necessary why fix something that's not broken in my opinion because it, it there's a lot of reason to believe that it ensures you win another title when Kevin Durant went went to Golden State it's like how many titles are they gonna get ended up getting two and he was the NBA finals in both 17 and 18 you're not rolling the dice when you bring Kevin Durant into a competent organization that is run well. Kevin Durant didn't win in Brooklyn because they were sans both of those things. It was chaos. It was Kyrie Irving. It was, you could go even further and say, it was James Harden as well. During that time, let's not get it twisted. Kevin Durant shined. KD was elite on both sides of the basketball. He played winning basketball. You lift him, you bring him to Boston, you pair him with Tatum, the pieces around them, and of course you're going to give up some to what degree you'd have to find out. I would not, under any circumstance, want to give up Marcus Smart. That's just how I feel. But if you bring him in, Shay, there's no reason to believe that they can't go where they were and beyond. And so, yes, it's a roll of the dice, but I wouldn't be mad at the Celtics if they did it. Can I ask a question I'm just now thinking about, and you know more basketball than I could ever. But this, like, hopping from team to team thing, like, we saw it with James Harden, obviously, going to the 76ers right away. Not Couldn't get it done. Couldn't Didn't have longevity. Maybe it will this year because they have a little more time together. Like, Kevin Durant just bounces from the Brooklyn Nets to the Celtics. Like, do they automatically just have it and they're winning a title? Like, I feel like these super teams get formed and we're automatically like, well, they're the favorite, according to Caesar Sportsbook, because they've got all the superstars. But yet the chemistry doesn't work out. There's bumps and bruises around the way. And they're like, of course, a team like the Golden State Warriors goes and wins because they've got chemistry and history and they understand one another. Like, why do we just keep penciling these superstars together thinking it's automatically going to click? It's not automatically going to click, Shay. You're absolutely right, and it depends on what the Celtics ultimately have to give up to attain Kevin Durant. And if it becomes a king's ransom, well, then Boston will settle in and say, hey, look, we got a good thing going, much like it seems like reportedly the Miami Heat are currently doing. And look, the Miami Heat may pop back into this conversation, but it seems like they're going too much to give up. We're not giving up everything to bring in Kevin Durant. It's when you give up too much and you say, hey, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, go win a title. We don't have much around you. That's when you don't feel good about it. If Boston looks at this situation and says, we love our nucleus, and we if we have to give up too much of that to bring in KD, then we're not going to do it. And that's probably what a sticking point is currently. But the idea, Shay, that these stars can't jump teams to chase titles is one that I hate, and it's archaic as a fan. Because you, the love of my life, if you're in a position where you're unhappy at ESPN and you feel like you can be on, you can be happier at another network, you know what you're going to do for your well-being and for our family's well-being? You're going to take that opportunity. And it doesn't matter if you've been at three stops prior to that. You're going to chase happiness because at the end of the day, you don't care about what your professional legacy is. You don't care about how Shea Pepler or Cornette is going to stand up against all the other broadcasters before her. You just want to be in a place where you can be your best self, be happy, and achieve at a high level. And that's no different from any athlete. So I don't care about saying, well, what does this do to Kevin Durant's legacy if he leaves another place? Who cares? He's great. And he's been an MVP in the finals twice over and a two-time champion. And if he goes to Boston because he thinks it's going to make it better for him because of the turmoil he dealt with in Brooklyn and he doesn't want that anymore and it's not what he signed up for, I'm cool with it. And I think everybody else should be too. 
Yeah, but I, I like you bring it back to me and how I think. Like, yeah, but I don't know that an employer then would look at my resume and be like, "Well, you bounced to three different networks in a span of four years." Like, Who what's cares? up with that? Well, they might care. I'm just saying there is some sort of a bad taste in your mouth about that. I'm not saying, look, Kevin Durant did not ask for what happened in Brooklyn. It's a disaster. It's been a disaster. It's a mess. I actually have no idea if Steve Nash can coach. I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, I, like, literally, I, I couldn't say yes or no. I, I have no idea. What has he? I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. You're right. And then James Harden now is with the 76ers. I have no idea if him and Kevin Durant are even friends or ever were. No clue. I have no idea if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are close still anymore. Or they have each other's back. Or they might even play together this year. Like, the whole thing is a mystery what's going on. And no, Kevin Durant, who is one of the best NBA superstars of all time, I think didn't ask for that hand to be dealt to him. That is unfortunate and one no one could have seen coming. So him jumping from there is one thing. But it does feel like a little bit of a hopscotch game to me to constantly be like, well, can I ring chase? Can I go here? And I'm not saying it's faulted on Kevin Durant. I'm saying it's more faulted on the Celtics because they just don't need it. They don't need it right now when you're as close as you are with this nucleus and this good group of, of players that you have. It feels like unnecessary. All right, uh, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, Lamar Jackson's head coach is responding to an anonymous defensive coordinator. Ugh, we're down this song and dance again, saying he'll never be a QB1. I am serious. That's coming up next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I don't know who this anonymous defensive coordinator is that keeps releasing all these statements, but can you just say who you are now? Because this is, it's getting annoying and it's really getting weird. (laughs) In the month of July, to keep referencing these quotes, uh, this is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80, and also ESPN Plus. Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys today. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me tell you. The Athletic recently released their quarterback tiers, okay? And one anonymous defensive coordinator said this about Lamar Jackson. If he has to pass to win the game, then they ain't winning, okay? Again, an anonymous defensive coordinator. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's a really good football player. But I don't care if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be a one as a quarterback. He'll be a one as a football player, but not as a quarterback. So many games come down to a two-minute, and that is why you have a hard time advancing even when they are good on defense. Playoffs are tight. You have to be able to throw the ball, and he's just so inconsistent throwing the ball. It is hit or miss. The thing you take away from this is this anonymous defensive coordinator pointed out as you take away that Lamar Jackson will never be a quarterback one no matter how many MVPs he wins. Okay? That's the quote there that stands out to everyone and has us all going, what are you talking about, and why are you saying this anonymously? 
help me with that word, anonymously. anonymously. There we go. Um, so John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson's head coach now, responded to this considering all teams are now in training camp. And so here is John Harbaugh. Well, with Lamar, I'd say no, just because he's used to it. I mean, he's been hearing the same thing since he was probably in junior high. You know, I know he heard it in college. I know he heard it through the draft. I know he hears some of the same people saying the same things they said in the draft, you know. Uh, that keeps coming up. I don't know who this guy named Anonymous is. You know, I haven't met him yet. So um, I don't even know why we report on what he has to say. But uh, it is what it is. It's just, it's just baloney. It's just nothing. It's a big nothing burger. <laughs> Uh, baloney is not one I've heard recently, but I do like it. Uh, yeah, it is baloney. I couldn't agree with John Harbaugh more. I don't care if he's defending his player or not. If you're going to say something like this, say who you are and come out and say it. Don't just throw this kind of stuff at the wall because, quite frankly, I don't find it to be true. And this narrative that uh, Lamar Jackson can't throw the football is archaic, quite frankly. And it's one that's carried over, I think, from when he was in college, as John Harbaugh was just talking about, Jay. Like, we're talking about this contract that Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten yet and and whose fault that is and why these two teams haven't come together, even though it doesn't seem to be a big deal for the Ravens. And it's the fact of the matter, like, he had, he didn't get hurt, like, when he was doing, you know, he didn't get hurt running the ball. He got hurt in the pocket. Like, he's a very good thrower I hate this I hate this and I hate this anonymous defensive coordinator and I wish he would just say who he was so it doesn't seem so cowardly and I gotta be honest and and this is no knock our producers do a great job and the show is always lined up and we're put in position to succeed so this is not on them it's more on the network I wish we didn't cover the story quite Mm -hmm. honestly because I wish we didn't give it legs because and you know Shay you know me for 10 years we've been together for a lion's share of that decade and you know I don't just go down this path unless it's a decisive reason for doing so It's racist, and it's very clear to anybody that it's based in racism because they can't fathom that a black man can play the position at this level, have this level of success with the roster that he has had there, Lamar Jackson, and being able to put this team essentially on his back and deliver them to the places that he has. The only reason people believe year in and year out they're contenders is because of QB1 in Lamar Jackson. And why I say it's racist is because it doesn't look like Dan Marino. It doesn't look like Joe Montana. It doesn't look like some of these quarterbacks we've seen that carry the pocket and handle the quarterback position if we've been accustomed to white men doing it for so long. And because people can't get comfortable with that, they take these type of shots. You tell me that if you won the MVP year after year after year after year, he still wouldn't be a QB1? That says to me, I don't like the look of how he plays a position. I'll never be comfortable with it. And I can't envision this black man playing the position like this. It's racist. And now it's bleeding over to other MVPs in this league. Patrick Mahomes is, being, is, is another anonymous source talking about this guy plays more street ball than he does a quarterback. And he doesn't resemble what I'd want a quarterback to be. At what point do we say, this is ludicrous, let's not even give any light to this. If I popped up one day and said MJ was a bum, would we cover that? It's just like that's an idiot talking like an idiot. We're not going to give that any run. We give this stuff run, it's anonymous, and it's stupid, and furthermore, it's racist and reckless, Shay. Okay, so then why don't we leave it right there? Because I I hate the fact that it's anonymous anyways, and we can't go to this person and ask more questions and understand where it came from, and and you could be very well right, because it doesn't sit well with me either. And obviously, I think when someone wins an MVP, I don't care if it's year one, year ten, like Aaron Rodgers have won it the last few years, and the Packers have nothing to show for what's happened the last few years. We're not saying this about Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I know Lamar and Aaron are not the exact same two people, but you understand 
understand where I'm going with this. And so why don't we go back to our original question, since we're on the topic of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And yes, they have yet to do a deal with Lamar Jackson. That's a conversation for another day, Jay. But the Ravens are playing in this AFC North. We have question marks, obviously, about the Browns and their quarterback situation. You got the Bengals coming back after appearing in the Super Bowl and obviously probably have a chip on their shoulder after losing that. And then you've got the Ravens in the situation with Lamar Jackson and the Steelers who no longer have Big Ben. And so the confidence level that you have in Lamar Jackson, 1 through 10, 10 being the highest confidence level is what? I got a confidence at a 9.5 because he is the reason why I believe that the Ravens are in a position to contend in what is one of the best divisions. And if you remove him out of it, then they are a bottom feeder in the NFL. So when you have that level of confidence that a guy can carry a team like he has, look at his MVP season and other years scattered around, when a guy can do it with his arm and his legs like he has, and I love the fact that he's betting on himself to a degree this season. I, I think this guy is capable of having another historic season and when you make that sentence and put that out there and make a statement like that, it's clear you have high-level confidences and ability and his ability to play the position. So I'm saying 9.5. And I will agree with you on that. I think when you have built an offense around Lamar Jackson and you have a, a, a extremely good front office and head coach in John Harbaugh, um, now you got rid of one of his weapons in Hollywood Brown. I think his only go-to target now is Mark Andrews, but they'll find a way to figure it out. I also saw today them being in training camp. I think Jameson Hensley tweeted this out. Um, that they're only doing like 10 plays or 10 drills or something like that because they're trying to limit injuries, especially early on in the offseason, something that they were riddled with last year. And especially before the season even began, players were starting to drop like flies. So they're really monitoring how they're going about training camp and revving up the season so they don't have as many injuries as last year because, man, even with all the injuries, they were still in a conversation for a postseason for the postseason and where they can maybe land down the stretch, even with the problems they had at literally every position group on both sides of the ball. We're asking you, what is your confidence level in your quarterback? The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. One through 10 is the meter, 10 being the most confident. Again, we're asking you, how much confidence do you have in your quarterback? Lamar Jackson, Jay said a 9.5. I'd probably go because we have to factor in what he has around him. I'd probably go a nine, eight and a half right underneath that because I just don't know what he's going to do with that football considering one of his top weapons is gone. And I know yeah. he's relying on, on Mark Andrews there. I got to see the health of this running back group that was just banged up. Even now, if you look at the depth chart, two of their top three running backs are still banged up. Like, I still need to see who's going to be running the football outside of Lamar Jackson. So there's a lot of question marks there. And then, Jay, obviously, we're still waiting to see if he's going to get this contract. I know there's some people that strongly believe he shouldn't even step on the field without one. It doesn't seem to be an issue, though, for him, for Lamar Jackson, or for the Ravens. Both sides want to come to agreement. They just haven't yet. Yeah, and eventually it's going to happen because the organization wants Lamar to be their guy. He understands uh, his importance. And, and, again, that's another thing it goes back to, the fact that there's a lot of skepticism that Lamar knows what he's doing because he doesn't have a standard agent and he's using his family and going through it himself. And how could a black man and a black family negotiate a contract and do what's right by themselves without having a built-in agency that's known? I just I can't imagine being a guy like Lamar Jackson with all this talent, with all this charisma, with all this intelligence, and he's second-guessed at every turn despite the fact he's achieved things that nobody has in this NFL at points when you look at his career and assess it, and yet still we look at him like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing on the field or with his own contract. 
it's all wild to me. Yeah, and it's a lazy narrative. I mean, that's not true. That's obviously not true. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's just not stressing about it the way the rest of us, the way the rest of us maybe would. Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average. Speaking of the Ravens and their quarterback, let's bring in a former Ravens quarterback into this conversation. We'll do that next. What does RG three make of all this Lamar Jackson slander? This is ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Shay, I don't know what to tell you. The, fact the music he, is in. The fact, everyone, that he called it grooving tells you all you need to know, okay? Grooving. <laughs> grooving no. is what Jordan Cornette is doing. Cold-blooded. <laughs> this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys, and we are lucky enough to be joined by Robert Griffin III, our ESPN football analyst here on ESPN. Uh, Robert, thanks so much for being with us. So, Last segment, we were talking a lot about this and the situation with Lamar Jackson. And there's a lot of different situations, it feels like. And none of it seems to be concerning him or the Ravens. But there's been this, let's call it anonymous defensive coordinator that seems to just keep coming out with some statements and just providing more and more reason for these guys to have a chip on their shoulder. But essentially, John Harbaugh responded to the Lamar Jackson slander and and this anonymous defensive coordinator saying that he will never be a QB1 no matter how many MVPs he wins in the National Football League. Now, I know, RG3, you played um, behind Lamar Jackson and know him very well. And so your response to not only what Jim Harbaugh had to say, but the Lamar Jackson slander. Yeah, I mean, I I still love what Coach Harbaugh said because he always has his players' backs, and I think that's the thing that that really separates him and makes him one of the top coaches in the NFL. And then for Lamar, I don't think Lamar cares, guys. I just know, like, being around him, he's not really listening to this stuff. He doesn't get really motivated by people out there saying bad things about him. Yeah, if you think he can't play quarterback, yeah, he might say something like that's pretty good for a running back. 
But at the end of the day, he doesn't really care about this. And when I, when I looked at it earlier today, to me, it's like this defensive coordinator, anonymous, whatever you want to call him, he must have some emotional damage mm-hmm. from something that Lamar Jackson did to him <laughs> on the field or did to his defense or embarrassed them because there's no reason that these guys are coming out and saying these bad things about Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. One of the things we measure quarterbacks by is MVPs, right? We say he's a tier one because he won the MVP. There's a reason Lamar Jackson was the unanimous MVP of the league, and he's proven himself. He's proven that he needs to be paid. He will get paid. We don't know when. But at the end of the day, you're telling me that, that there's not, what, 30 teams, maybe shit, all the teams in the league that wouldn't rather have Lamar Jackson for the next 10 years and the quarterback that they have on their roster, there's very few of those teams, maybe the Bills, maybe the Chiefs. But you can't go down a laundry list and say, hey, we wouldn't want Lamar Jackson and what he brings to the table to be on our team. The kid is phenomenal. Uh, Robert, so us civilians only watch him on Sundays and occasionally Mondays (laughs) or Thursdays whenever they're on and are wowed by what he does. Uh, There was a time when we were wowed by what you do as well. For three seasons, you were right there as a teammate of Lamar's, sitting there knowing what your capabilities were when healthy and watching a guy like that. Tell us, just how incredible is he and how obvious is it that he's a QB1, not only that, but one of the greats in the league? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now, uh, Jordan, that uh, Lamar did some stuff on game days that had me scratching my head. Because I'm sitting there and I watch him in practice, right? We're talking in the meetings like, hey, let's try to make this throw. Let's try to fit this in there. Try this out today. And he wouldn't do any of that in practice. And I'd be like scratching my head like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen on game day? I'm not sure. I'm really, you know, I'm anxious for my guy. And he would go out on game day, guys, and literally make every throw possible. Every read that he was supposed to make, he would make it. The ones that he wasn't making in practice, he was making them routinely. He was beating cover zero blitz. And I'm just sitting there, like, looking at him on the sideline, like, man, you, you truly are a one-of-a-kind type of player. He's not the greatest practice player in the world. But when the lights come on, all that hard work that he puts in, it shows up. And even that, it's not just on the field. Off the field, the guys gravitate towards him because he's so real. Right, The Ravens didn't try to change him, didn't try to change his hair, didn't try to change the way he talks, didn't try to change his lingo. And they, they actually bought into the things that he does well. And the things that he didn't, they just found ways to teach him. And that's what I think is the mark of a great organization and great coaches. You meet your players where they're at, and Lamar Jackson has benefited from the Ravens just as much as they have benefited from him. And I don't think a lot of people get to see that. The kid, he's not just a great football player, he's a great teammate. He's great off the field in his community down in, in, in uh, Florida. And I think that stuff needs to be told a little bit more often. Love it. Uh, we're talking to Robert Griffin the third right now. He's our ESPN football analyst here on Canty, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for Canty and Carlin here this afternoon. Let's go to the Kyler Murray situation because this has been essentially a case study between the Kyler Murray side of things, <laughs> the agent side of things, the Cardinal side of things, what's written in the contract side of things. It's a mess, Robert. I don't even know what to make of this anymore, but I guess who's to blame for that? Who's to blame for this mess? We thought we were just going to see a contract extension. Instead, it has been a complete dramatic series. Who do you think's to blame for this mess? Oh, wow. I mean, it's a little bit of everybody, right? Uh, at the end of the day, I can't believe his agent put that in front of him and told him to sign it. That, that bothers me because you know as a professional, and if you're the agent and you've been in this business for a long time, once that contract gets signed, it becomes public knowledge. Everyone's going to go through it with a fine-tooth comb to find any type of clause they possibly can. And guess what? You handed it to them on a silver platter. 
So, like, can I really blame Colin Murray for signing the contract? <laughs> a little bit, but hey, listen, he's got generational money now, $160 million guaranteed, and all he has to do is watch four hours of tape, which it, when I was playing, I mean, it was at least 24 hours of tape in a week, and he only has to watch four. With his agent doing that, and then the team, right, as a professional organization, you pay your quarterback because you're trying to, quote-unquote, confirm that he is your guy. He is the future. It, it, it brings a certain weight in the, in the locker room because guys know, hey, they're taking care of him. Well, now they're looking at him sideways because they're saying, oh, my goodness, you're, you're playing too many video games. You're not studying during the week. And I just I look. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Shay and Jordan Cornette back with you here on ESPN Radio. Jordan, earlier today we essentially heard that Mike Trout obviously plays for the Angels and has been banged up yet again, is going to have some sort of back issue that might affect him for the rest of his career. Well, I'm seeing on, on social media now that he's had conversations with people that are very close to him and close to baseball and essentially saying this feels a little bit like an over-exaggeration. Um, his phone has been blowing up. And yes, he's going to have to manage his back and, and things with with it similar to guys like I think Matthew Stafford and Peyton Manning like these are professionals that I know have had back issues in the past and they might have to manage it similar to my husband Jordan Cornette who now has back issues apparently but nonetheless um and it's just something he's going to have to manage but he's going to play he's going to play next season he's going to play the rest of the season all is good but I guess Jay this opens up a bigger thing with Mike Trout this is one of the best baseball players that we have ever seen really and what does he have to show for it? Like, if if we were all taking this shock value as like, oh, no, he has this back issue and he might not play baseball again, he's walking away from a game that where he's never won a playoff game. And he's one of the best to do it. And it's a group that has not been, what, over 500 since 2015. It's it's, it's a group that, that has no real future, no real farm system. And when you look at some of the guys on that roster and Trout, what they want to try to do is show Otani, and you got Rondon's contract, they don't even have wiggle room to really chase anything. This group has no future, and yet they have two of the brightest stars we've ever seen in the sport. Yeah, it, It's sad. And, and not to mention you've got the West Coast bias of not even being able to really watch these stars because they're on late the majority of the season. So it, it's tough, and it speaks to an Angels franchise that is clueless, quite frankly. And when you get straight gold like that, not once but twice, and can't do anything with it, I don't feel sorry for you at all. No. I mean, look, in their division, they are 22 games behind the Houston Astros. Now, that's a very good division in the AL West, but 22 games back when you have two of the best players ever. You and I were talking to Jeff Passan on Sunday, Jay, and I said, do you think the White Sox are the most disappointing team in all of Major League Baseball this year? He said, or the Angels. I mean, yet again, they're not even going to sniff a playoff spot. And as you just said, they have two of the best players ever. They're generational talent baseball players. Like, this is so disappointing for this franchise and for Mike Trout. I mean, somebody better find Danny Glover. Somebody better find Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
because they need angels in the outfield to save this group. I mean, what we've seen there, since I'm giving these old shout-out to movies and dating myself, they need a miracle, Shay. They need a miracle out there with the angels, and they don't have one, and this is just more bad news, obviously. It's true, and they can't figure out the right manager to help them along either, and we'll see what happens with this angel squad going forward. More Canty and Carlin coming up next. And Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys here this afternoon. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. How confident are you in your team's quarterback? One through ten. The call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get to that in a minute. I'll tell you who's very confident in their quarterback. That would be one Chris Canty because he's riding high on the Eagles. Earlier today, Chris Canty not on this show, not on his own, but he was in an earlier time slot. I believe he was on Greeny with um, with Carlin. And he essentially thinks the Eagles could be a, no, not a playoff team, a Super Bowl contender. Here's Chris Canty. I believe in what they're doing in terms of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Overall, their roster has improved dramatically on defense. This is going to be a defense that has playmakers on all three levels. So this is a legit group. They were top 10 on defense from a year ago, and they got significantly better this offseason. You couple that with the fact that they got them a true number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown for Jalen Hurts to work with. This is going to be a really dangerous team. He's not wrong. They are definitely going to be a dangerous team, Jay, and I think one that can compete with the Cowboys in the NFC East. And maybe it could be a surprise team to the whole league. I don't know. But a Super Bowl contender feels a little far-fetched. It feels far-fetched, but it speaks to the promise and the optimism going into the season, and that's always dicey when you talk about Philly. You mentioned it was Canty's Eagles, and I know you're saying that in jest because he spent seven years playing in that NFC East uh, for a few other teams being the Dallas Cowboys and and mainly known for the Giants in which he won a Super Bowl. So it's probably not easy for him to give any love to the Eagles. He's just a believer in this group, and I understand why. They want to win old school. They want to win in the trenches on both sides, and I believe there's something to that. And when you go out and you say, hey, look, Jalen Hurts, we're going to find out because you know what we're going to do? We're going to build up everything around this dude and see if he can deliver. And I harken back to something I heard which was very telling about Jalen Hurts earlier this offseason. One of the captains of that group on the line, Lane Johnson, stepped up and said, This guy is the epitome of leadership. He comes to work with his head down. He wants to work. He's a selfless teammate. He's determined. He is motivated, and he lifts guys around him. Those are things I want to hear when we hear so much negative about certain quarterbacks fair or unfair going into the season, and yet Lane Johnson is respected as any in this league, talking about his teammate Jalen Hurts doing the work. They are behind this guy. The front office has done what's necessary to lift him up, and I believe that if you want what Chris Canty's saying to come true – Jalen Hurts must deliver consistently on the field. And if he does, they win the NFC East. They've got a high seat going into the playoffs. Then look, anything's possible. So it's not that far-fetched. And you can connect the dots to see where, hey, maybe Canty's not that crazy. Yeah, And, Jay, I mean, I got to be honest. I looked up their depth chart just now while you were talking. Just to, I'm like, I just want to reiterate and re-see how many – Weapons they truly have. I mean, look, at the running back position, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. They bring in A.J. Brown. They've got Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith. They have Dallas Goddard there at tight end. I mean, they have a very good offensive line. And Goddard's a stud. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, offensively, and they're quick. Like, Jalen Rager was one of the quicker guys in that draft that he was in. Like, this this could be a very fast, and obviously we know what Jalen Hurts can do with his feet as well. This could be a scary offense, and then obviously Canty talked about the defense as well, in what we know to be a watered-down division in the NFC East. Again, I just can't go as far as Super Bowl contender. It's, uh, 
But hey, the NFC, man, it's up for grabs. It's like the Packers, the Rams, like maybe this could be the Philadelphia Eagles. It just feels a little far-fetched throw in the, July to talk about that. Throw the throw the Bucks in there too, obviously. Sure, the Bucks. I mean, it's not as loaded as the AFC is what I mean. Um we're up against it here, Jay, but I want to mention something. Uh, Jordan and I are taking off for Cincinnati tomorrow because there's a very special event coming up on Monday, one that's near and dear to our heart. And I know that there's uh, quite a few ESPN personalities that's going to be there as well. But, Jay, I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, absolutely. I lost my brother, tragically, Joel Cornett, to a heart attack back in 2016. Went to sleep and never woke up. He was my big brother. Uh, he was my best friend. He was my role model and mentor. Uh, we had to pick ourselves up from the floor and said, how can we live life without him? We decided to start a foundation in his name, uh, the Joel Cornett Foundation. There's several events throughout the year, but our benchmark one is a golf outing every year. So if you want to donate – Donate at the JoelCornettFoundation.org for a great cause. We're working with Coaches vs. Cancer. We're partnered with Duke University Medical for studies of the heart in athletes to save lives. We put young, young people who don't have the means financially, we put them through high school and put them in position to go to college. We're doing really great things. And this year, the golf outing is August 1st in Cincinnati. Charles Barkley will be the MC. We'll have Jay, Jay Williams of ESPN fame there. Uh, we'll have a ton of people. Brad Stevens from the Celtics. Carlos Boozer will be on hand. Kendrick Perkins will be on hand. It's going to be a very magical day. Uh, so for those of you who obviously can't make it this year, we're sold out. But next year, the golf outing will once again be around this time in Cincinnati. If you're a sports fan or you just want a charitable cause to donate to and something that means so much to me and my wife and my family, the JoelCornettFoundation.org is where you can donate. And heck, show up to the golf outing next year. It'll be a lot of fun. It's not only that. There's a dinner as well that follows. There's usually a question and answer panel, so you can learn something about sports along the way as well and also about the heart research that the Joel Cornett Joel Cornett Foundation does and obviously is so important. Um, And that's obviously why we do this every single year, right, is to figure out how to further advance those kind of studies and that kind of knowledge and give back to the the community and and all that you guys do there. Go ahead. And to know my brother, I mean, he was larger than life, big personality. He didn't have an enemy in the world. He just wanted to see people smile. He rooted for the underdog. He had a great basketball career. Butler became a a high-level sports agent for Priority Sports, which represents guys like Bradley Beal. And he just wanted to see good in the world. So we're trying to honor his legacy every day, and we could use the help, everybody. The JoelCornetFoundation.org. Please donate. Yes, please donate. It is a wonderful event, and we will be there on Monday. Jay is going to head to the basketball tournament. He's got a game tonight there in Wichita, and I'm going to talk about a quarterback who might want to head to the AFC North. That's next.